Wide herb, huh? Heard of you. Listen now, Mr. Kansas Law Dog. Law don't go around here. Savvy? I'm retired. Good. <laughs> that's real good. Yeah. Yeah, that's real good, Law Dog, because Law just don't go around here. Yeah, I heard you the first time. Winner to the king, $500. <laughs> with that clip from the movie tombstone which is a bevy it's a it's a uh, it's a veritable cornucopia of great clips that i've used through on my show over the last almost 13 years you know and hey you know uh, law dog just don't go here uh, law, no, just don't go here you know that's really good because we just don't like this law just don't go here law dog you know what this is uh this is what we're seeing across the country defund the police mass chaos Hey, police force, stand down. Let the don't don't go after these people. Oh, after you after you arrest them, we're not going to prosecute them. We're just going to let them go. You know what? At what point is enough enough? At what point? You know, I think I think all of us conservatives, all of us law-abiding, tax-paying, patriotic Americans are just sitting back and just waiting to protect ourselves, staying quiet. Staying quite well, not me, but uh, but just not doing anything about it because we're hoping that the election in six weeks is going to change things. And of course, we all know that uh, when Donald Trump wins his second term, and of course, we're not going to be, we're not going to sit back and just assume that's going to happen. We're going to get out the vote. We're going to make sure because the Democrats are going to cheat. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Um, but we know that's going to happen. You know, I was thinking. You know, things are going to go crazy if they happen to get Biden in there. Stock market's going to crash. Probably the bond market will crash, too. Um, Wall Street knows that Trump losing is going to be going to be tragic for our economy. And we're going to see all kinds of bad stuff happen. And uh, but you know what? The conservatives don't ever seem to to get riled up and organize to protest or to take back our country because we all have to go to work in the morning. Uh, on the other side, the, the Democrats, they don't have to go to work because they don't have any damn jobs and they don't work. And somebody's paying, paying some of these young ones to protest and create anarchy, which we'll talk about that in a little bit here. But you know, at some point, at some point, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to come to it. There's going to be a boiling point and that's where civil war starts. 
and uh, and I see it coming, and I know a lot of you see it coming, and uh, then there's a lot of people that just choose to close their eyes to it, and I will tell you Thursday night, um, I was just getting into one of those sad moods, watching everything that's going on. I record on Friday morning, so um, I'm just thinking last night I was in a real watching the news. I'm working, I'm working my butt off. I have no time to ponder anything. Um, and I'm just, my brain is, is cooked and I'm watching stuff going on in this country and I just got sad. And I just think, you know, this is not my America. This is not the America I grew up in. And it's just sad to see what's going on. And then Friday morning, I had some sleep and I said, okay, I'm going to get up. And I put on the authority song and uh, to get, get the tempo up. I was actually going to use a, a clip that I actually put on Facebook of, uh, of uh, John Coffey at the end of the Green Mile about how there's so much ugliness in the world and I want it to end and it's like glass in my head. And uh, I said, you know what? I don't really want to start the thing on low energy kind of down. And that's how I felt last night. And it's just, uh, you know, at some point we're all just going to, at some point we're going to just say enough. Nancy Pelosi, uh, Chuck Schumer, all you, all you un-American people that don't care, you know, oh, I'm a devout Catholic. That's such BS because devout Catholics, devout Christians, devout Jews just don't lie like that. They just don't, they just don't knowingly create chaos and deception and stuff that they know is going to destroy our country just because they want to win election. I wonder what we don't know yet that they don't want Trump to dis, to uh, un, uncover by being in there another, another uh, term. I think there's stuff that we have no idea of. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Then I use the authority song. Just because it was up-tempo, I fight authority. Authority already always wins. The lyrics kind of about kids and how kids want to be uh, 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 nonconformist and they want to they try and, you know, be, uh, you know, get, get past the police, you know, shoplift and do things that are they know are wrong just for the sport of it. And uh, But at some point, you know, we all grow up and we say, hey, that's not right. That's not right. And at a certain point, we all start, you know, we all come back to earth. And we're going to talk about all that stuff because I think we're right there. And I'm, and I'm really, really excited. I had talked to, uh, to one of my clients this week about, hey, you know, you know coronavirus is going to be over uh, six weeks from, well, I think I was talking to him on Wednesday. And I said, you know, six weeks from today, uh, coronavirus is going to be cured. So it'll be, he goes, no, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a week from today because I think after the, the debate next Tuesday night, it's going to be over. And I just don't think the Democrats are going to, I think the debate next Tuesday night is going to be totally, you know, I, I know it's going to be 90 minutes. I wish it was four hours like the Super Bowl because I think it's going to be way more entertaining than anything we've seen all year. Um, and, uh, and I'm ready for it. So anyway, but it, it, let me, before I use up my whole show ranting and, and, and jabbering off the, off the, off the, off the, uh, I'll just off the cuff. Let me introduce myself and let's get into what I, plan to talk about. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and the fantastic opportunities are about the, are about the interest rates, and I will tell you that in a, in, a, in a time of unsurety, of unsurety about what the future holds, there is off the hook craziness trying to buy real estate. 
So it's really a seller's market right now. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of challenging for the buyers, but the buyers are not letting it. They're not letting uh, this low rate thing uh, uh, slow them down. Buyers are buying, and uh, if you're if you want to buy a piece of a piece of real estate that you don't own, or if you want to refinance something you already own. Or if you want to get a reverse mortgage, if you're over 62, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. You can fill in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll, you'll hear back uh, from either myself or one of my talented teammates, uh, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Brian Goodman or Lance Keisha, and we will uh, help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. And uh, we may, uh, we'll, we'll call you or we'll text you or we'll email you or we'll send smoke signals, however you want to communicate. Um, I know uh, talking on the phone is so personal. And uh, until you get kind of the answers you want or make sure you understand that we're really humans here, you're not talking to someone in, in the Philippines or India manning a phone thing. We're actually real people. Some people come to my office and go, they, they come in, they go, is this the place Red Hoffman works? Yeah. Is he here? Yeah. Do you want to meet him? Uh, can I? Uh, sure. I'll see if he's if he's uh, got anybody in his office. You know, I actually I actually go to work every day, and uh, I'm on the phone constantly, so it's not so easy to just walk in walk in unannounced. But it happens it happens. So if you're doing business with us, we'll probably meet some sometime along the way or talk on the phone. Uh, either way. So, but my team is me and I am my team. Um, if you hear something you want repeated, go to edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well. Several past shows. Follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman and the Facebook page for the main event is the main event.com slash the main event at Hoffman. Uh, if you have comments on the show, email me at ed at edhoffman.net. Let's get to the show and what's happening this week. So uh, as you all know, there's a Supreme Court vacancy after the death of uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG, as the as the young liberals, the young woke liberals call. Hey, you know, hey, RBG, hey, cool. I think that that makes it a uh, way more cooler, cool. And of course, RBG probably would have retired three and a half years ago had Hillary won, but she can't bring herself to to let Donald Trump be the one who, who picks her replacement over her dead body. Will that happen in a quick course? That's what's happening. So it means we're back to fighting over who should, who should be allowed to fill the Supreme court seat in an election year, just like in 2016, when judge Scalia died, uh, as you recall, Obama's Obama picked uh, Merrick Garland and he was just pushed aside. Then Trump's pick Neil Gorsuch was confirmed after the election. Democrats still blame Mitch McConnell for this claiming McConnell wrote a rule to make it happen. 10 days after Scalia's death, McConnell said, the Senate is not expected to confirm Supreme Court nominees during an election year, especially when the president is of the opposing party. He never called it a rule, but don't tell that to Chuck Schumer, who made one of his standard hyperbolic speeches this week. The McConnell rule was nothing more than a McConnell ruse. Sadly, Leader McConnell has defiled the Senate like no one in this generation. And Leader McConnell may very well destroy it. Yeah, he's going to destroy the whole nation just because when the Republicans rule, they exercise, they re exercise their authority 
to make the calls. But when the Democrats rule, uh, they sure love it. They just don't like it when the Republicans do it because they don't like what the what the end result's going to be. Here's uh, Mitch McConnell's response. Now our Democratic colleagues tell us that the Senate doing normal senatorial things would spell the end of this institution. None of them assert this majority would be breaking any Senate rule by holding this vote. It's just that our Democratic friends worry they might not like the outcome. Exactly. President Trump is expected to nominate a replacement Saturday, Saturday at two o'clock our time, as I uh, as I understand it. And the Republican-led Senate has enough support to push through the confirmation process. But Nancy Pelosi believes she can stop it, maybe with another impeachment. Some have mentioned the possibility if they try to push through a nominee in a lame duck session that, that you and this, the House could move to impeach President, President Trump or Attorney General Barr as a way of stalling and preventing the Senate from acting on this nomination. Well, we have our options. We have arrows in our quiver that I'm not about to discuss right now. Yeah, she's dirty. She's a dirty pig. And, uh, you know, she's got arrows in her quiver. You know, as we're as we'll discuss as we go on, you know, they've had their quiver. That's a little that's a little thing that you wear that Indians wear on their back full of arrows so they can shoot their bow and arrow at you since they don't have clips like guns do um, that they she's had this 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 quiver full of full of ways to get rid of Trump since the day after the election. Oh, wait, we have to find a way to overturn this. We have a way to get him out. You know, we have to have a we have to have an insurance policy, as the as uh, Peter Stroke said. Um, so anyway, uh, but before they can impeach Trump again, the liberal mob wants to make Mitch McConnell pay. Protesters gathered at his house near Capitol Hill this week, driven there by liberal activists on Twitter. This lady, uh, Charlotte Clymer, no relationship to Ben Clymer, who uh, who uh, advertises on this station. Um, this lady is uh, a Washington Post writer turned activist, uh, Charlotte Clymer. We're now walking to Mitch McConnell's house to protest. So, you know, they're, that's at 11 o'clock on the 18th. You know, so everyone knows. Everybody can watch their Twitter and make sure everybody knows what's going on. This guy, Reza Aslan, used to have a show on CNN. This is unbelievable. And he, he tweets, if they even try to replace RBG, we burn the entire effing thing down over our dead bodies, literally. You know what? I've tweeted a few things on Twitter that I got knocked off for. You know, I tweet them, stuff that's truth, stuff that's not threatening to anybody. How do these things get through? And I get knocked off Twitter for tweeting. Can you say biased? Can you say BS? I was going to say the whole word <clears throat> because it is. Anyway, there, here's the result outside of Mitch McConnell's house. You know what? I know you can't understand most of it, but you can hear how loud it is. And remember, they were walking to his house at 11 p.m. So, you know, you imagine this is 1130 midnight later and in the middle of their neighborhood, they're making this uprising. I think people, Mitch McConnell and his wife and maybe his neighbors have a right to some peace in their life. 
Um, but this is uh, they're chanting, "Move, Mitch, get out of the way." Rhymes with a uh, a rap from Ludacris from the early two thousands called "Move Something" that rhymes with Mitch, get out of the way. And of course, uh, that gives you kind of a a taste of what the age level is. So they they thought this was clever. Um, I personally don't because I had to I had to get some uh, so I had to get filled in on what all this stuff meant. Let's well, move, Mitch. Get out of the way. What is what's the significance of chanting that? And then uh, uh, Brooke had to fill me in on the kind of stuff that her her daughters listen to. And uh, and I'm sure I'm sure my my probably daughter probably. Uh, would was completely in on on uh, what that meant but i know she wasn't there chanting and that's how professional protesters are fighting this meanwhile prominent democrats have resorted to fabricating justice ginsburg's ginsburg's last words as a nation we should heed her final call to us honor her last words that she not be replaced until a new president is installed she said my most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced by a new, until a new president is installed. We believe that. Her fervent wish is that the next president pick. That was the last thing she said to the public. This is a man who does not care about a dying woman's final wish. Hey, I can say I'm a man who doesn't care about a dying woman's last wish. Number one, uh, she said that to the public. I don't think she said anything such to the public. I think it was reported that she said that to one of her one of her family members, but we don't know that. I think it was probably fabricated by the by the Democrats to say, "Oh, we have to honor her last wish." I don't really care. RBG may have had a great career and been a a, a legal scholar and uh, and had had a lot of a uh, of a uh, of momentous momentous legal victories in in her history i watched part of that movie uh, in the case of sex uh, on the basis of sex uh i watched yeah, i watched about a third of it and then uh had to uh do something uh productive like work and uh but you know and she probably was a uh an honorable person but she said some very inappropriate things during the 2016 election and i really don't care you know, elections have consequences. The president is Donald J. Trump now, and he gets to nominate, and the Senate gets to confirm or deny that, and that is basically exactly, and the Republicans control the Senate. So, hey, you know, tough, tough rocks for you guys, you know it? It's too bad, too bad, so sad. Anyway, uh, so as for Trump, uh, as for who Trump may pick this weekend, Amy Coney Barrett seems like the most likely um, I've seen about uh, three or four uh, different people, but uh, on there, but everyone's thinking it's going to be Amy Coney Barrett. So uh, she's a seventh seventh dis- circuit court of appeals judge, a law professor at Notre Dame, and oh my God, a Catholic. You may remember this line from Barrett's Seventh Circuit confirmation back in 2017 when Diane Feinstein, who's uh, who's no honorable person herself, imposed this moment of religious bigotry on her. When you read your speeches, um, the conclusion one draws is that the dogma lives loudly within you. And that's of concern when you come to big issues that large numbers of people have fought for 
for years in this country. So what she means is that she's a devout Catholic and doesn't just go to church on Sundays, that she really lives it and she really feels it in her heart and she really loves Jesus and she really has a, and she really lives by, by her, her religious beliefs. And, you know, as a Christian, as a Jew, as a Catholic, and we all know people that uh, I call them Christian Christianity of convenience of people that are Christian for two hours on Sunday morning, the other, and the other uh, six days and 22 hours, um, they're heathens the rest of the time. And uh, they use Christianity as a, as a get out of hell free card. Um, but you know what? There's those of us that think about decisions when no one else is looking and you say, hey, you know what? No one else is looking. No one will know. But you know what? Uh, you know, if you're, if you truly believe and you're truly a good person, you know that, you know that God's always watching. And at some point you have to answer for those things. And that is so concerning for people that, are worried about Roe versus Wade because we have to have that tool to undo the consequences when people just have sex for fun. So what's a, what's a demo, you know, so that's what Democrats do when a woman's being nominated because they can't roll out a bunch of fake rape victims like they did to Kavanaugh. So they have to call her a religious zealot instead of instead and scare women into thinking their precious abortion rights are at stake. They've already started comparing Barrett's church group to a cult in the show called Handmaid's Tale. There's no evidence that the group is anything like that. But as we all know, Democrats will say anything to preserve the sanctity of abortion. And of course, if they pulled that, if they nominated a Muslim person, this would be outrageous that they would even say something like this. You know, if they did it to a Jewish person, it'd be outrageous. But you no, know, to a Catholic person, anybody that threatens, threatens, you know, you remember when Hobby Lobby said, we don't want to have to pay for insurance. Uh, that pays for uh, contraception because Catholics don't believe in contraception. So we don't want to protect religious liberty because women's rights to have sex whenever they want. And if they actually conceive a baby, we have to be able to kill it legally. So um, this is what I don't understand. Why are legal abortions or why are they so important? Every time there's a vacancy, the priority is Roe versus Wade. Uh, why is in unconsequential, inconsequential sex so important? You know what? Maybe we should go back to the times of, hey, you know what? You don't, you just don't have sex until you, till you're uh, actually love somebody. And you, I mean, I know it's fun and I know it's pleasurable, but you know, at some point we have to be responsible. And if it happens, then, then man up. It seems like they're uh, pushing God out of the equation just so we can all have sex. Um, pedophilia. You look at Hollywood and the Democrats, how they're complicit in hiding it for years. What is the deal? At what point does the country say, hey, we got to go back to what's right, not what just what feels good? It really doesn't matter if Trump appoints Amy Coney Barrett or not. Democrats will make this confirmation a nightmare for anyone he's considering. But Trump still sounds optimistic. The person that I will be putting up, and I won't say that I've even chosen that person yet. I could say any one of the five. They're outstanding women. But the person I'll be putting up is highly qualified. I can't imagine why a Democrat wouldn't vote for this person. And uh, we will see what that happens on uh, on Saturday this week, and we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. I suspect we'll have our we'll have another conservative on the Supreme Court. And you know, when it comes down to what feels good or what's right, you know, what feels good lasts a few minutes, lasts a few hours. 
what's right lasts for our lifetime and into eternity. Well, I don't know about inter- eternity, but the eternity of our, our, our time on this planet or our kids time or our grandkids time. And, you know, at this point, I tell my kids, hey, I'm done. I'm done. I'm set up. I don't have to work anymore. I can go live anywhere I want. You guys are pretty well uh, taken, taken care of. You're, you're, you're supporting yourselves. Everything's right. But our grandkids are still just starting out. And I know that you guys have grandkids or you have kids and you worry about, you think about that stuff. It's time to start making that a priority. Anyway, I'm all out of time for part one. I got a whole bunch more to get in on the, on part two. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, commercial sports, and I'll be right back with part two of the main event. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on this show uh, because it's not as exciting as politics. But if you're in the market or if you think you might be in the market or if you're not sure if you're in the market and you want to find out if uh, refinancing makes any sense for you, if you want to find out if buying a new place is, if this is a good time to buy a new place for yourself or maybe to get one of your kids that's been living on your couch since uh, 2006 when they lost their last house. Hey, you know what? You, they can buy again. It's been more than three years ago, FHA. It's been more than seven years. So it's not on their, not on their, uh, on their credit since uh, for cent for it's been over seven years. You can buy conventional VA needs to be over two years. And of course, uh, uh, for most lenders out there, you're needing like a 640 credit score to, de- to get a, a, a 3.5% down. We're doing them at 580 like back in the old days. And uh, so, but there are, you know, if you got a 580 credit score, there's probably a problem. And there needs to be some evidence that needs some evidence that you're an upstanding citizen. And it's just a fluke that you got a 580. But you know what? FICO scores came out in the early 90s. And, uh, and we all, none of us really knew how it worked at the time and we had to figure it out. But you know, the, the longer I've been in this, I say, you know what, there's something about those FICO score things that just make logical sense. You know, it's just, you know, there's, if you've got a, if you've got a score that is lower than, than some other persons, it's probably a reason. And, uh, but if you're not sure about that, call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020, or go to the edhoffman.net click on the summit funding logo and put in your information. And the reason you want to call, call us first, if you're buying a house is realtors won't put you in their, in their car till they know you qualify and you need to, they need to know how much you qualify for. So they know what houses to show you. So there's a, there's a, uh, uh, there's a priority and there's what you do first and what you do second. So that's why when you call a realtor, they're going to say, Hey, call my lender and talk to him first. And then we're going to go find you a house. So uh, if you just want to skip all that, skip that one step, call me 855-640-2020 or at Hoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. So uh, we talked about um, what's going on with the uh, Supreme the, the Supreme Court uh, nominee that's going to happen this weekend. Let's talk about the, what's coming up. What's coming up on Tuesday, the first debate. And Joe Biden doesn't sound quite ready yet. It's estimated that 200 million people have died probably by the time I finish this talk. 
Yeah, I think uh, Joe Biden has made this mistake before, but this was Monday. And, uh, you know, 200 people, 200 million people are died, have died. I think that means uh, two thirds of the country is uh, is empty. So I guess those businesses and those in uh, those, uh, I don't know, uh, 35 states will be uh, closing and there'll be uh, all the jobs will be in the other in the other 15 states. Um, President Trump has a prediction. Biden's going to need a JFK style vitamin B12 shot before we go in. And I got a debate coming up with this guy. No, it's true. You never know. You never know. They give him a big fat shot in the ass and he comes out. And for two hours, he's better than ever before. You know? The problem is what happens after that? Nah, we're going to ask for a drug test. We are. I'd like to have a drug test. Both of us. I'll take it. He'll take it. Yeah, and I think uh, my wife, Don, predicts that they're going to find a way to stick a little wire behind his ear, the speaker in his ear, so someone off camera can give him the answer so he'll know what to say. Um, but I'm sure Trump's team is, is going to make sure that doesn't happen. And uh, I just think it's going to be I just think it's going to be complete comedy. You know, you see see stuff on there. He goes, oh, you want to talk about, uh, you know, uh, cognitive and mental ability? <sighs> well, I'm not the one that's that's, uh, you know, being careful going down <sighs> ramps <sighs> or remember the guy say, hey, you know, you want to let's talk about uh, let's why don't we do some push ups together? <sighs> you can't this guy. This guy is not there. We'll talk more about that. Uh, right now, as Fox Medical uh, contributor, Dr. Mark Siegel, he has some fascinating opinions about what's going on with Biden and his health. The word, of course, they use to cover this is gaff. But I have to tell you, it's time we stop using the word gaff. I've talked to many neurologists. Now, I haven't examined the former vice president. I don't have a clinical diagnosis to make. But many neurologists have said to me, these are not isolated. 200 million people dying. Iraq versus Iran. He keeps mixing up those two countries. There's multiple examples of that. Back in 1988, Former Vice President Biden had two aneurysms clipped in his brain using surgery, surgical techniques, and he had a bleed. Studies show a 50% long-term cognitive problem. Now, what is cognition? It's thinking, it's memory, it's decision-making. He's also got atrial fibrillation. It's a matter of public record. It's an arrhythmia. Atrial fibrillation, a study, a Swiss study, just showed a couple of years ago in thousands of patients that there's a 3% per year silent stroke where you can't see it. There's a study that shows that for people who have mild cognitive thinking or memory problems, you know what helps? Speed. You know what helps? Adderall, a drug that I prescribe. These drugs can help in low doses for short periods of time. Yeah, you know what? These aren't theories. These aren't conspiracy theories. These are actual, hey, you know, he had those, he had those uh, issues in his brain. And he had those procedures and he has a fib, which is pretty common. And, uh, and these are, these are facts. Can you, can you imagine? I mean, I could tell you, I couldn't be the president of the United States. I'm not in shape to work that hard. I work harder than about 99% of everybody in the country, but I couldn't handle being the president. Uh, the mental, the mental stress, the, the physical stress of being up and around all at some point you just got to say, Hey, I got to sleep in today. You know, I get up at five 30 every morning. Cause my trainer comes over at six 
And, uh, you know, we get done at 7.30 and by 8.30, I'm, I'm in the office. And sometimes I don't leave the office till seven o'clock at night. Not because I don't want to, it's because how busy the mortgage business is right now. And, and you know what? That is an every day, every week thing for the president of the United States. And you have to be razor sharp all the time. You don't have, you know, you look at Trump, he's not even studying. He's not doing any practice stuff. He's just, he's just off the cuff. He's prepared to be the president. And nobody knew it four years ago, how, how prepared he was, but we know it now. And why would we want to change to some guy who's kind of not there? I mean, he's not even just kind of not there. He's not there. I wonder what Democrats really think, what their real plan is. I've heard a lot of conspiracy theories. I've heard a lot of conspiracies, a lot of theories about, well, he's going to get in, then he's going to step down uh, or me and Kamala Harris is going to be the president. She's going to, and she's going to uh, appoint Hillary Clinton as the vice president. And then she's going to resign. And uh, I've heard a lot, a lot of weird things. Who knows? Who knows what they could be thinking of all the 23 people. This guy is the, is the least sharp mentally, but they thought because everybody knows him that he could win. Um, it, it boggles my mind. So no, no wonder Democrats want to get people voting by mail before the debates. I heard an interesting fact about mail-in ballots this week. France, the country every socialist wants us to emulate, did away with mail-in ballots in 1975. Why? Massive fraud was discovered. Stolen ballots, people voting multiple times, dead people voting, all the things we're trying to get rid of here. And of course, this week, we've heard of, they found three trays of... Uh, of mail-in ballots, you know, the trays that the, that the post office has in their trucks, three trays are when they're sorting mail, three trays of them in a ditch in Wisconsin. They found uh, nine, nine military ballots in Pennsylvania in the trash. And they say, we don't know how many were thrown away. This is how many we recovered. And all nine of them were votes for Trump. We don't want military guys, the guys that are putting their life on the line for this country to have, have their say in it. You know what? If you think, if you think, the mail-in ballots are not going to be not going to be riddled with fraud, and people say, "Well, how do you know it's going to be a fraud?" Because California uh, two years ago uh, had all of these offices that Republicans won on election night, and then oh wait, we got to we got to count the mail-in ballots, and every single one of them in the state went to Democrats. You know, what? well, is that not possible? Yeah, but is it probable? No. You know, if some of them went to Democrats and some of them went to Republicans, even if most of them went to Democrats. And a few of them went to Republicans, but they all went Democrat, which is fraud. You know damn well there's not, there's not, you know, we can't get four people to decide to, to decide together what they want for lunch. But we got, I don't know how many people, 10, 20 million people in California, and we all voted Democrat. I just have to call BS on that. So uh, meanwhile, there's something fishy going on in Florida, isn't there always? Uh, Congressman Matt Gates and Florida's Attorney General are investigating billionaire Michael Bloomberg for helping Florida felons settle debts so they can legally vote again. And obviously that means voting for Joe Biden. Bloomberg has raised $15 million. No, I'm sorry, $16 million for something called the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, which pays felons court fines and restitution so they can vote in November. Celebrities are also giving to the fund, of course, 
Here's Matt Gates. I believe there may be a criminal investigation already underway of the Bloomberg connected activities in Florida. It is a third degree felony for someone to either directly or indirectly provide something of value to impact whether or not someone votes. So the question is whether or not paying off someone's fines and legal obligations counts as something of value. And it clearly does. Now, and, and why is it that the United States of America doesn't allow felons to vote, or at least they don't allow them to vote until they've paid their their legal fees, their legal restitution. Um, maybe they want to see that they've paid their debt to society. Maybe they've you know they've paid for what they did. Um, who knows? But you know what? There's a reason why uh, there's credit guidelines in the mortgage business. So is this kind of the similar to? Um, you go to a mortgage guy, your credit, your credit is, looks like a, your credit report looks like a, a big, a big block of Swiss cheese. There's holes everywhere. And your mortgage guy takes money out of his pocket or your realtor takes money out of their, your pocket and pays those debts to make your credit look good. Then when it goes to the underwriter, she says, Hey, this guy's, this guy had some problems in the past, but look, his scores are back up and he's paid his debt. Did we really put someone with honorable credit into a home mortgage that would be considered fraud and the same thing's going on here with voting so think about this guys you know what why is this stuff legal why is ballot harvesting legal because democrats want to have every way they can to to cheat and that's what the mail-in voting oh wait you're trying to do voter suppression don't buy that that big pile of bs so anyway we'll see how this comes out i think they should just say, hey, all mail-in ballots are extinguished. You want to vote, you vote on election day. And stick your finger in the ink that doesn't go away for 10 days so you don't get to vote twice. You know what? The people in the Middle East, you know, got something right there. They don't allow people to cheat on voting day. And give everybody the day off so you don't have any excuse. Well, I had to work. I didn't get a chance to vote. If I could have mailed in the vote, give everybody the day off. We shut down the whole damn economy for for uh, seven months now for a uh, for a fictitious virus that is really just the flu. So uh, if we can't, if we can't shut down, shut down all the jobs and give everybody the day off or give them half a day off. Well, look how long the lines are too bad. You don't have to go to work. You get paid anyway, vote. You stand in line. That's your job today, <clears throat> but that's me. And I don't make those decisions, but somebody should. So uh, let's talk about another city on fire, Louisville, Kentucky, the latest to succumb to anarchists and Black Lives Matter. This time, the violence started after Breonna Taylor verdict on Wednesday when the grand jury declined to indict two of the three cops in the incident. Daniel Cameron, uh, Kentucky Attorney General, and a black Republican who spoke at the RNC uh, says their investigation concluded that the no-knock warrant, the no-knock warrant story about this case was a hoax all along. There was not a day the people in this office didn't go to sleep thinking about this case, and it wasn't a day where the first thing on our minds is getting to the truth in this case. Evidence shows that officers both knocked and announced their presence at the apartment. The officer's statements about their announcement are corroborated by an independent witness who was near in a proximity to apartment four. In other words, the warrant was not served as a no-knock warrant. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that was on the uh, on the police reform. 
that we get rid of no-knock warrants because of this, but this was never a no-knock warrant. And let me just say, if someone came into my house, if the cops had suspicion that I committed a crime or my wife, Don, committed a crime, and they knocked on the door and said, hey, police, open the door, and whether they opened it by force or, or somebody opened the door for them, they walk in and I'm standing at the top of the stairs and I'm shooting at them, I would expect I'm gonna, they're going to shoot back. And if a bullet happens to hit my wife and kills her, that's my fault, not the cop's fault, because the cops have a right to life as well. So if they walk, in, they walk into a situation, and of course they were, uh, they were staking it out for over a month because there was drug issues going on with, uh, with uh, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend. And of course, if she's sleeping with a guy like, sleeping with guys that do that kind of stuff, then she's, can, she's uh, complicit herself. But if that happens and she happens to get shot because her boyfriend is shooting at the cops, that's not the cop's fault. The cops have a right to defend themselves. And when they're, when they're shooting, they get a chance to shoot back. And in fact, one of the cops was hit in the thigh. So there's not, well, they shot first and they planted a gun. I don't think so. So, uh, but Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they don't care about the facts. And they're trying to turn Louisville into the next Portland. No So what they're chanting is no justice, no peace. Get rid of those racist ass police. And then uh, the last little comment you heard was, was some uh, black girl talking to a cop say, get ready to effing die. You know what? Is this your country? Is this the country? Is this the United States from a year ago? I don't think so. Um, two Louisville officers were shot by protesters Wednesday night. One of them was was a black cop, once again, proving this probably has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter or black lives or any lives. It has to do with anarchy. And since uh, there's evidence that just like CHOP, which was the Capitol Hill um, organized protest, formerly called CHAZ, the Capitol Hill um, anonymous, anonymous zone, and everything else we've endured for the last five minutes, months, the chaos in Louisville is being organized and funded by somebody uh, and uh, celebrities are tweeting for donations to bail out looters out. So it, most of us have seen the, the, stu- the film on TV where uh, there's a U-Haul pulls up and all these signs, abolish the police, abolish the police, uh, all kinds of Black Lives Matter stuff. And all these guys run up to them and they're pulling out these, pulling out these uh, signs. And there's a pallet of bricks in there. Hey, what does a peaceful protest have to do with bricks? I don't know. Somebody's paying for this stuff. And uh, so who's setting those funds up? On Fox Outnumbered last week, Newt Gingrich was interrupted for saying the word, the name George Soros is at the root of all this. Both Harris and Biden have talked very proudly about what they call progressive district attorneys. Progressive district attorneys are anti-police, pro-criminal, and overwhelmingly elected with George Soros' money, and they're a major cause of the violence we're seeing because they keep putting the violent criminals back on the street. I'm not sure we need to bring George get Soros into this. <laughs> I was going to say you get the last word, he Speaker. <laughs> he, he, he paid for it. I mean, why can't we discuss the fact that millions no, of he dollars he spent? I, I agree with Melissa. Well, George Soros doesn't need to be a part of this conversation. Okay. So it's verboten. All right. We're going to. 
So for those of you that haven't taken German class in high school, verboten means forbidden. So, uh, and you see the surprise in, in Newt Gingrich's voice. Uh, is that a bad word on Fox? Remember about four weeks ago when I had Katie Hopkins on there and she talked about how, how she's on the blacklist for on Fox. Cause she, cause they don't know what she'll say if she comes on as a guest on Tucker or Hannity or Laura Ingram and how certain people have been taken off. I bet you, we never see Newt Gingrich again on Fox news anymore because you know, it, Rupert Murdoch left uh, Fox News in the hands of his 220-something liberal uh, sons, and they just have a different agenda than the truth that Fox News is all, all, always about. Kind of why I personally have been been uh, watching uh, Newsmax a little bit more. I didn't really even realize I had Newsmax on my, on my uh, cable channel. And we don't have one American News, but I guess I found out um, I can get that with Roku. Um, so I have a Roku thing so I could, uh, um, so I could have, uh, watched, uh, so I could watch uh, church online when we were, uh, when we were, uh, not going to church live, but I have a Roku and I guess one American news is on that. And I, you watch how everybody migrates over to these other channels, the blaze one American news Newsmax, because there's, there's something stinky at Fox news. It's getting more and more liberal. And apparently we're not allowed to talk about the truth. So anyway, let's catch up with the coronavirus. A few minutes I have left. Joe Biden says 200 million people died of COVID in one day. What we assume he meant to say was, was the new report that 200,000 have died overall since January. Instead of blaming President Trump for, the, for that idea, how about let's blame the Chinese Communist Party? Dr. Li Meng Yan, I'll, I hope I uh, said that right, but if not, you'll understand. Uh, she worked in the Wuhan lab, escaped from China in April, says the virus never came from a bat or a wet market. It was created in a lab from a virus template owned by the Chinese government. This virus, COVID-19 SARS-CoV-2 virus, actually is not from nature. I work with the top coronavirologists in the world. So together with my experience, I can tell you, this is created in the lab. This is from that template owned by China military. And also it is spread to the world to make such damage. To make such damage, do you believe the Chinese government released this intentionally, on purpose? Did they do this? Yes, of course, it's intentionally. Yeah, you know, they have, they have a template owned by the Chinese government. They have a template. And you remember Wuhan got locked down when it, people started dying all over the place and Wuhan got locked down, but they were letting people from Wuhan get on international flights and spread it throughout, throughout the world. Does that seem peculiar to you? You know what? Don't just listen to CNN and PMS, NBC. Don't even just listen to Fox anymore. You have to listen to this. You got to read the stuff on the internet and you got to, you got to look at different sources and read Read not just the local newspaper, not just the Wall Street Journal, not just USA Today. You have to watch, look at some of these other, other things and say, hmm, does this make sense? Because a lot of the stuff on the internet is some, some liberal people and maybe some conservative people that are trying to introduce some narrative to get you to change your, your thinking on it. But you have to use your own common, common sense, your own logically thinking brain and say, does this make sense to me? I got a I got a, an email from uh, one of my clients who sent me a post where someone is suggesting that 
This was all planned by the Democrats from uh, from November of 2016. Well, if the Russia thing doesn't work, then we're going to try this Ukraine thing. Of course, the Ukraine thing was came up came up later, and then we're going to try this and we're going to try that. And if all else fails, we're going to destroy the economy uh, to make Donald Trump look bad. Unfortunately, they started a little too early, and people are starting to come out of the ether. And could all this stuff be true? It's scary to think that it could, but I've seen a lot of scary stuff. And my logically thinking brain says, this is not my America. And we need, we need to be aware of this stuff. And we need to not just keep it to ourselves. And we need to talk about it with our, with our friends and our family and our adult kids and everybody else. We need to not bury our head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. So you have a better attitude. I understand this. This makes you sad. It makes you, it makes you angry, but we, we can't ignore it. And uh, maybe and maybe some of this stuff going on is why there's this popular song in China right now called Take Down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Follow me and I'm a set up free. Take down the CCP. I had to ask why people in China make up rap songs in English, but apparently in China they require that their kids get educated on how to speak English. Oh yeah, that's uh that's what China is doing to try and take over the world. America doesn't even require that people can that our kids can can uh, know American history or add up add two numbers together, and uh, and maybe there's a maybe there's a message here, maybe there's a message here. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. Hey, we'll all we'll all be in uh, have our watches synchronized for Tuesday night. Watching the watching the debate, I'm sure the whole show next week will be talking about the comedy of what we see. Anyway, have a great weekend. Talk about this stuff. Get involved. Make sure you vote in person. And uh, thanks for listening to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman. I'll be back again with you next week. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.